Guess who's back? <laughs> Where have you been? Under a rock. No, on the other side of the world. This Ka-chink. is yes. This is very, very important. Um, this is very, very so many very. levels of importance going on here. It's You're uh, back. so where have you been? I have been away. I've been in the Philippines for I was in there for two months. Uh unplanned. A little delay there, uh, COVID delay. But I was home for something more important, which was my ordination. <laughs> right? So I was ordained a priest last September 5th, and today's November 3rd. So could mark, you know, tomorrow my two-month anniversary as a priest. As a priest, wow. So it's pretty You're cool. still, like, glowing. That's cool. Can you smell my hands? Is it? Okay. Because um, they, they anoint your hands with a special oil. So they can... do. Yeah, it's like an evergreen smell. It's pretty cool. Kind of like a baptism or a chrism. So it's true. But before that, we are sponsored by ECYD and Ring Christie. And Ring Christie. So we have not recorded a podcast in, in a while. Over I don't know how long. Um, since May, at least since May. Really, the last one was there. Oh no, June. June seventeenth was our last one. June seventeenth. That? my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Jonathan. Jonathan. So we have taken a hiatus, mostly because mm-hmm. Father Jaime has been away. Mm-hmm. I'm still calling him Deacon. It's a bad habit. I'll break it this year. <clears throat> yes. But you were away, so we couldn't record, and this is our first time back together, and uh-huh. exciting. So we're here to, I think more than anything, I think everybody is, everybody that in our circles um, are very happy and appreciative of your next, yeah. that transformative step of becoming a priest a lot of prayers were so let's were talk done. about that let's talk about priesthood and my journey no not my journey just priesthood and the journey is the just beauty. beginning we can't tell yeah, a journey so the until... beauty of priesthood so okay. let's let's start with um yeah how are you like how is it going up until uh well during your diaconate i think everybody yeah. got to know you a little bit our last episodes you were a deacon yep so was there nervousness going into the, that step of priesthood? Mm. Well, the last year, it was kind of a slow year. All the COVID thing and, and waiting and delaying. I was supposed to be a priest in May, May 2nd, but... 2020 happened. 2020 happened. So we are the COVID generation, right? Um, How many are in your class? We are 30. And actually two or three that are still waiting to be ordained. So it's, you know, we're not over yet. Um, so Diakon was great, learned how to serve kind of at the altar, give homilies to, to help the priest. Um, it was a very humbling thing because you're in the background. You, you only say like two or three lines besides the gospel, you know, and you defend that, right? You defend the go forth, <laughs> the mass is ended, or you defend the, yeah, let us offer each other a sign of peace. Sometimes the priest, we, we forget and we kind of go into, yeah. sometimes the priest, drinks all the wine and the host and you're like and he looks at you and he's like hey all the blood and precious bodies um so you were it was a longer period than expected kind Mm -hmm. of a a longer waiting period but you were excited yeah and i think there was also i noticed from my point of view that you were not able to obviously celebrate the sacraments among your ministry um those you're ministering to yeah so that was one of the things that you were like i can't wait until i'm a priest so i can actually 
you know, have an event and hear confessions and celebrate the mass mm-hmm. and fully function as a missionary as a priest, priest, which we're all as legionaries called about. to. Yeah. So you're able to step into that role of a minister. Yeah. The fullness of it. The fullness of it. What yes. was what was your um so you flew to the Philippines because Rome didn't happen. Didn't happen. So what was that like when you found uh, out and then you all had it So make the long story short. Parenthesis. 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 We are going to cut our podcast in half because we are busy. <laughs> <laughs> there are more there are more important things than talking in front of a camera or in a microphone, right? So it's gonna be fifteen minutes long. So a lot of long stories will be short. So long stories. It was an executive short. decision. Yes. And editing gets a little complicated. So um, long story short, I go home. Uh, I'm there for about 10 days prior to the ordination. And I was there, um, arrived three days with the family and did my eight-day spiritual exercises, which are eight-day silent retreat with my brother, Father Luis, who's a priest, Nijai priest who works in Manila. So he offered to be the chaplain. He's a few years older than you, right? Yeah, it's a year and it's like 18 months older. 18 months older. And he... Uh, offered that so I was with them for eight days in silence and great great moments of prayer um, just preparing you know we've I've prepared myself for 14 years but those eight days felt like now what right you don't know what to think or to pray you think you're ready but you at the same time you know you're not and then you're nervous but you're not you're excited so a lot of mixed emotions mm-hmm. um, one thing we nice for everyone to know is about two days before there entered kind of into my heart this fear, this fear of am I am I ready? Am I up to it? Right. I guess everyone who makes a big commitment in their life, I guess a definitive commitment, you know, before marriage, or before priesthood, or I don't know, before having a vocation a child, decision, yeah. whatever it is, um, there's that uncertainty because you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. So, uh, what my I spoke to my spiritual director and I said, Father, I'm nervous. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. And he, and he said, don't think about the priesthood as something that you merit nor something that you will be ready for. Think of the priesthood as a gift. God is gifting the priesthood to you right now. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something to love. Like the most cherished present that you could ever receive. And through you, he's gifting himself to others. right? And he goes... When you kneel down after the consecration, try to feel or or just sense everyone else kneeling with you. And that act of adoration is our act of receiving that gift. And you as a priest made that happen. It's a community community. that you're being brought into as another Christ. Yeah. And you're making that so special for people. So that kind of made me happy and easy and, and calm. And ordination happened, right? Oh my gosh. It, it was. Is, it is powerful. It was. So. It wasn't. We didn't have all the pomp as Rome would have it. You know, Rome we have like three thousand people there, hundreds of priests. But here I had six priests or seven priests, and legionaries 80, and some diocesan. Some, some some of my friend priests, yeah. And uh, your family and my family. And so you're there. Most family and some friends were there. Okay. We were able to follow it. It was on YouTube, and yes. we're not so. Thirteen hours difference. We <laughs> <laughs> we were late at night watching it, but. Worth it was it. good. Thank yeah. you for thank you for watching it, accompanying me. So it, it was really powerful. Uh, people ask me, "Do you feel different as a priest?" I'm like, 
humanly no maybe a little bit older i was gonna say i was gonna say more mature (laughs) but like you feel the response you feel the weight you feel like everyone now matters much more than they used to you you just feel like there's a responsibility responsibility. that comes with it yeah um to be not for yourself yeah to be there for others exactly you represent christ in the church and that's i mean we could talk about another day but i think now more than ever with a lot of things that have happened here in louisiana recently and whatnot the holiness of a priest is what huge the church needs those examples of holiness we've always known that but now more than ever i think it's something that we as priests it weighs on us is like this is not it's a call of radical um a radical option radicality right yeah that's beautiful. So what? So you you were ordained and you had the plan of coming back eight days after ordination. <laughs> yeah, not eight days. It's about I asked permission for two weeks. Okay. So two weeks after, it was going to be a week doing masses for different people, and then a week just with a family, and then come back. Uh, so it was September sixteenth, um, and my brother who was feeling sick a little bit. Gets tested for COVID. Right, he's now better. He's happy, and he's clean, right? And I get nervous because I was with him the whole time. So I get tested. I didn't feel sick at all. I had like a headache ish, uh. but it test positive, and I was supposed to fly back on the eighteenth, which is two days later. And yeah, got delayed. It's coolest... a little, little more complicated because you're not an American yeah. citizen, even though you you've yeah. lived here many years and yeah. whatnot. So that but it's that more like international flights are very, 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 you know, in a good sense, exaggeratedly uh, health conscious. So they didn't let me fly. Obviously, I can fly. Um, but it's funny because that was a week and a half after ordination, and it was my birthday too. So all that. these jokes about corona birthdays where you can't blow the candle well i couldn't even see people because i was in my room but it's okay i had phone calls from 8 a.m to like 5 p.m just different people calling up it was great kind of consoling me but uh but those days um i was in my room for 12 days secluded mom i was at home and my mom kind of treated me as if i was grounded so i couldn't leave the room the only thing i had was or I could do was mass, right? And um, it was very special because I was in the fullest of strengths and as a new priest celebrating mass alone. Just the first two weeks? It was... As a priest. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there was, a, there was a two or three days where I was short of breath and I was really tired and, and dizzy. So saying the words, every single word in mass meant something more. Because you're saying... Especially in the consecration, you're like, this, and you breathe, is my body. Like, you're, and you're thinking consciously of what you're saying. It, For me, it was a uh, kind of another spiritual exercises, hmm. right? Another what was, what was a, like a spiritual lesson that, or something that hit you or you reflected on while you were there as just the, the reality of, of being able to consecrate? the Eucharist or being able to pray as a priest in a different way. Was there anything that kind of struck there, you during the, my quarantine thing? Uh-huh. Um, big thing was, and people reminded me about this, um, was that first and foremost, Christ is enjoying you 
as a priest. Like he wants you for himself. He wants you. He wants that intimacy to be so strong. It's almost like the honeymoon of a priest, because like it's me, you know, me, Jesus, just one in the room. I don't know. Just as powerful, like just us, and I don't know. It is very. It's hard to put in words. Yeah, I'm sure. But but, but made me realize like I am him, right? Mm -hmm. Someone asked me today, "Are you are you really like?" not you anymore as a priest like philosophically and theologically i go that's what they say like you're ontologically different your being like your soul is different it's hard to think about that right it is but you're his now and more than anyone in this world so those were things that came came to my mind while i was saying mass and just even lying down in my bed and i'm lying in my bed in my room which i grew up in i'm like I'm a priest now. Whoa. How's that? Whoa. Right? And no words. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Right? And it is something that's a mystery, so, but I, th I think it grows on us. You know, every day is, you know, you have your ups and downs, but it just gets better over time. You know? It does. Kind of like it a does. good wine. <laughs> just oh with gosh. time, it gets more experiences, more insights, more realities, and Christ doesn't overwhelm us, right? Mm -hmm. At the beginning of our journey, even, you know, uh, vocation to married life it's it's something that with time you learn how to love you learn how to be you grow into it yeah but i think that initial experience that you know you must have had there in the room by yourself it is, it is crazy so now you're back here you finally made it through i'm back and what has been your experience what has it been since you've been back it's non-stop four weeks three weeks non two weeks two weeks non-stop goodness <laughs> non-stop action it's you know people are excited because when you priest so they ask for a blessing because you know the first blessing of a priest to you is a plenary indulgence mm -hmm. um and just meeting you know meeting families again and doing the sacraments you know every mass you know father jeremy has been a priest for what, eight years i've been a priest for two months right um i'm sure his forever is still up there but every time we lift up every time i lift up the host in mass it's heaven that's that's the closest thing to heaven like i could die <laughs> i could die after doing that because what more do you want what more do you want whether it's with thousands of people in front of you or just you in your room kind of just haphazardly unshaven because you just couldn't it's it's the same it's the same um it's the curie of ours right he said if we understood fully what the Eucharist, Mass, and priesthood was, we die of joy. Yeah. So it's a good thing. So good thing that we uh, are gradually introduced to it. Yes. So a lot of the young men that you've been working with this last year here in Louisiana, they saw you as a priest. Yeah, they're excited. They're excited to get to know you. So that's kind of what your experience has been like. Yeah. And and, and they, they treat you kind of differently. Huh? Like you know them and they know you, but now you're a priest they tell you more stuff. <laughs> they confide more. Uh, there's a, there's, you just sense in their eyes and in their words, this longing to be guided, longing to be fed with something, right? Whether it's the Eucharist or whether it's just a kind word or whether it's forgiveness and confession, it's, it's very powerful. They see Christ in you. And I think that's an important reality that all of us as priests have to digest and, yeah. appropriate assimilate is that 
like we said before, it's not it's not about you. No. It's about who you represent and who you are as a priest. So, yep. awesome. Well, beautiful. Well, so, final question. He always is, does this. We are past 15 minutes. <laughs> we are past 15. But it's okay. So, it's final okay. question. We know we're ending. What? Okay, I can say two parts. You could choose how to do this. Okay. What's your favorite thing about being a priest? And what are you most looking forward to as a priest? My favorite thing about being a priest, it's twofold right now. It's a, it's a lot of answers. A lot of answers are the same for many priests. It's saying the mass um, and hearing confession, right? I've heard many, a good number already. And uh, knowing that you have the power to forgive whatever sin, right? In my permission from the diocese, you know, it was explicit that you can forgive um, uh, sins of abortion, right? Mm -hmm. As Pope Francis or Pope, Pope Francis mm -hmm. um, said, uh, gave, gave that permission. So I was like, wow. And I'm just me, like 33-year-old me. It's very humbling. It's very, very humbling. So that's the favorite part of being a priest. And what's that one? What are you most looking forward to? Uh, dying as a priest, <laughs> you know, as persevering. A faithful, happy priest. Yeah, just like giving every single on the ground. second. You know, I have energy right now, you know, and hopefully that continues. And I do count on the prayers and support of first my brother priests yeah hello jeremy us Take older care priests have to give way to the younger <gasps> priests you know we're getting and, old and decrepit yeah yeah well and also all the people you know we're working with to just help us out mm -hmm. because as we know in this day and age priests are under attack both spiritually and humanly and it's not easy to say oh i'm gonna be a great priest just like that it takes support from the community you know our community here but also the church at large those we work with three to care and pray for your priests challenge so, them keep them keep them honest don't yeah. be afraid to to call them out um yeah. but us I, I think also especially praying for them and keeping them in your daily prayers lot. affirming them they need that a lot and tell showing them how much their vocation mm -hmm. is needed for the church today it's that, reciprocal but that's exactly praying about just preparing for priesthood that's a biggie for me like that's what got me going I'm really getting that confidence that, hey, I, I can do this. Because mm -hmm. people say, we need you. And you're doing, you're doing a great job as a deacon or as a brother. And there was a kid who was a fifth grader and he goes, no, he was in third grade. He looks at me and goes, yeah, I think you'll make a great priest. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, so anyway, so pray for priests, love them, take care of them. And, and pray uh, for vocations. And pray for vocations. Right? We were just... Young whippersnappers one day. Yes. And, and God prayed for us. us and something happened, right? So so anyway. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks, Father. Beautiful. And welcome back. Hopefully this is a new beginning in our podcasts and um, looking forward to it. Yes. Looking we, forward to sharing we, your priesthood with... We're going to share a lot of things with, with all you. of us here. Yes. All so right. we're going to have a new, a new series of mm, awesome things coming your way. We already hash out our Get plan. Get ready. Right? It's like and, a hurricane brewing in the oh my, Gulf. Oh my <laughs> we just got through a whole series of hurricanes. <laughs> but it's coming and it's going to be, God willing, yes, um, helpful yes. and fruitful. So it'll happen. It'll well, happen. thank you. And God Thanks bless you all. Can you give us your blessing a little quick? Before I, yes. Quick cheers. blessing. First okay. period. <laughs> okay.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful time to pray together, to discuss or to talk about this beautiful gift of the priesthood. And we pray for all those who are listening and also for all priests, especially in the newly ordained and even those who are suffering now, um, that you may keep them close to your heart, give them strength and guidance that may truly be representatives, you know, imitations, images of your love for the world. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. <laughs> Thanks be to God. <laughs>